Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Online Darts, the live lounge. Here we are, Monday, the 30th of November, it's almost December. Of course, I'm Phil Bars, joined by always Jonathan and Jack Gobby Garwood. Gentlemen, good evening. Christmas is almost upon us. Almost upon us? No chance, mate. We've got weeks of this left yet. I say, have you not seen my background? <laughs> what to say? But you've been, been on it since about four he's weeks as it is, mate. I've had to say, he's been on it since about the start of the slam, hasn't he? No, I gave I gave the, the Prime Minister of the UK the chance for this not to happen. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, God! When was that? I can't even remember when that happened. I'm yet. sure he takes your Twitter feed very seriously, Philip. That's what I said. I, I gave him the opportunity. I said if he locks us down for the second time, the decorations are going up. He didn't have to do it. That's all I'm saying. But on a serious note, how are he didn't we? Didn't have to. Yeah, I, how is how is yeah, everyone? I, I, we recovered from the weekend. It, just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, it's been uh, it's just been a bit of a mad few days, hasn't it? Really, as it always is. You know, the only the only rubbish thing about the whole thing is the fact that we aren't in bloody Minehead. We weren't in Minehead over the weekend because if we were in Minehead, I think it'd be a bit more, bit more bearable the players' championship finals, as we all know. Anybody who isn't there on the you know who already isn't there. Uh, from from Minehead, we talked about this last week. It is possibly the greatest three days that you'll ever have going to Minehead for a UK Open or a Players Championship Finals weekend, or four days besides going on Thursday. So, yeah, gutted that we're not there, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was it was an interesting weekend, and Gob had the privilege of doing the final as well, the final leg play final of twenty twenty. Some of us have just got. Did you enjoy it, Gob? <laughs> Before we come on nah, to the night show, Giddy. It was a cracking final, wasn't it? 
yeah, it was great, great drama. And we'll come on to that in a minute. Just want to say hello to everyone in the chat room. Hope we are all well. Of course, we're just putting the links out on social media, so make sure you share them so everyone else knows that we're live. And if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, all you have to do, click subscribe and that little bell in the top so you know when we go live. I hope you all enjoyed the darts over the weekend as well. But, gentlemen, we will go through the players' championships in a minute, but that's it. The dress rehearsal is done. We all know what's next. The biggest of the biggest. The World Championships is now know. well and truly on the radar. I don't even know what's going on on that one. Is there a World Championships going on? This small thing on top of a hill in Muswell. Yes. Is it <laughs> bad? I'm just not ready for it yet. <laughs> I, need another f- I need a few weeks. No, off. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> forget what, forget them in January. I'm hoping though. I'm hoping my internet connection is ready because I move in two days' time and I've just ordered the fastest Virgin Wi-Fi you can possibly get with thanks to Black Friday. Oh, so if that's a... no good, oh, oh, we're in a world of trouble. Otherwise, otherwise, I provided available. By the way, we should stress that. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> well, <I'm> to BBC. <laughs> I'm not going to sponsor oh, it. <laughs> It's like when you say, what, well, fruit, you what, what phone have you got? Pop, pop, popular fruit-based phone? Yeah, exactly. My generic my generic fruit phone device. Um, but there's only one place to start, isn't there? We're going to dive straight in. There was no daily, so we can go through the whole of the Players' Championship. We're not going to do it all because we will be here for a month and a day. And believe me, yeah, I had to tear up some graphics for this we, one. We discussed one round. <laughs> I had to tee up some, I had to tee up some posts for this one believe me thanks Lou or Jimmy whoever was on graphics this weekend <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love we do love the PDC basically doing the work for us yeah of, of course right before we go in just a few normal hellos to the normal suspects Kieran Martin Jonathan good evening Daniel hey go in um, where are we GWN hello yes P, Danny, all good. Lewis, hi, mate. Look, we are all good. Get this chat room buzzing like it was last week. Never seen so much chat. It was unbelievable. And, of course, fire your questions in there, as always. Okay. Here's, and, okay, gents, so here's, before, come, we going, before, before we get going, really quick question. Do we want to have a bet on when B and P get mentioned in the chat room? No. We've just started it now. <laughs> no. no, no, no. <laughs> no. But no, but I, I just I said B someone's going to jump P, straight on so that, and you know it, and that's on you. Well, look, I, 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 I'm just asking what the fans want, Gob. That's all. I, that's all I do. <laughs> um, and you were pleased to know we have competition winners picked tonight, and then stay to the end because there might be a few more floating around. You never know, guys. There might actually, be a few on, more. Hang on, sorry, sorry. We actually picked the competition winners. Yeah, I know. So, guys, I'll put my hands up. We are dread flooded because we always say, well, we always launch the comps <laughs> right in the middle of a tournament and then forget. But, however, yeah, there's yeah. a box all down here lined up, ready to go out. I have names, but stay to the end because I might chuck in a few mystery ones. You never know. Right, moving on. The Players' Championship oh, finals, mystery, it was. A few mystery boxes, Phil Bars. Sorry, a few mystery boxes. Where have I heard that before? We don't. Well, like, like, the, the last, no, last channel that mentioned no mystery boxes. Time. You don't know what happened there. We, we all know what happened there, so we don't mention it. 
they they must not be named and um, they will get done by legal. Um quickly. <laughs> um, on. Yes, there we go. Oh, the P word the P word come out first. The P word is first. Oh wow, that is a surprise. That is a surprise actually. Uh, moving on, day me. one of the players' championships. What an absolute humdinger of a day this was. We had darts everywhere, the main stage, stage two, trying to watch both, cover both. It was amazing, let's be honest, gentlemen, but what a day of darts. We'll start with the main stage because it's there in front of us. <laughs> what a day this was. I thought it was quality. I thought that Boris, I thought that Michael Smith versus Boris Kuchmar game was absolutely superb. By the way, shout out to all of our rest of our guys over on um, on the online darts team who were covering it alongside us this weekend. They absolutely smashed it during the main stage coverage. But I thought that Michael Smith versus Rob um, versus uh, Boris Kuchmar game was just sensational. Um, Look, I thought the William, I, did, I think, thought Van Dijkmaerders and O'Connor were sensational. I didn't think there was a bad game on that stage, to be really honest. The one I do want to pick out, though, is Devin Peterson here. Because uh, it's a question for both of you, and obviously for everybody in the chat room as well. Do we think that Devin has, I don't want to say he's peaked, because, you know, we, we think there's, there's obviously darts there, but he seems to have fallen a little bit from where he was say, I don't know, three months ago or anything like that reckon he's just saving himself for the world I don't know, because Luke had to play some good darts to beat him, but there just wasn't that same energy we normally get from Dev I've got a theory behind this and it came out in the interview, I can't remember where we did it with him, I think the wrist injury needs some work and he hasn't had the opportunity to get it sorted, look I know, I know he watches the show and if you are Dev, bung us, bung us one in the in the chat room. Please, I, I think that, that the wrist, I, I think the wrist may have been causing him a few issues, and he just needed some time to to have some physio, some rehab on it. And he hasn't had that opportunity yet, and he's been throwing not a hundred percent. I might be well off for that, but from the naked eye watching, I, I, that's my gut feeling. I don't know about you, Bob. Yeah, I think there's something not quite at that intensity or that level that there was when when he was riding high, if you want, a few weeks back. Um, I, I don't know. The darts are dropping low. The darts are dropping low, and, and that's a big issue for Dev because of the way they sit up in the treble, the angle of entry. You, you can't afford to do that. And if that's a problem because he can't get him high enough, he can't. He's, he's got such a short backswing that a lot of his action has to be wrist. And if that's playing up, that's an issue. Other players, you can get not get away with it. Obviously, it's a major component of your action. But when a player relies on their wrist so much to generate as much power as Devon does, especially with the length of his dart as well, a wrist injury is going to be a massive, massive issue for him. So the fact he's even still competing is is slightly not shocking, but there's definitely grounds for a discussion on managing your schedule along with a few other players at the minute as well. Yeah, 100%. But credit to Luke Humphreys. Great one from him ahead of the world at the weekend. I think it's yeah. something he needed because the, the, the year for him had, had been dented massively because of the lack of playing time. We all know he comes alive on the stage and he did this weekend as well. Massively impressed with with Cool Hand here. Where are we on Dimitri? Didn't perform this weekend, the match play champion. Uh, moving on, uh, there's uh, other games. What you got about. for us, Jar? <laughs> what you got for us, Jar? No, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. 
<laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing got one. No, no, I, I, look, so I, I, I've just gone through a couple of bits and bobs and all that sort of stuff. And, and you know me, I, I'm always say the stats never lie and all that sort of stuff. But I'm just going to go back to this. Uh, that's probably the worst I've seen Dimitri play in a game for a little while. And he, he just didn't look at the races at all on that one. You know, just going through the scores, just two of nine checkouts. That's not. The World Cup, I didn't think it was that bad. It's only the semi-final. It's only the semi-final. Kim's shoulders, were, Kim's shoulders were very broad that weekend. Well, that that may be the case. But then again, though, you get back to the Grand Slam. And the Slam, he mismatched darts to, to beat James Wade and could have made a second leg play final of the year. You know, I mean, to, to, he's still the first uh, pro, uh, youth champion to be uh, a, a title winner in the PDC on, on the TV. You know, he, he's quality. And look, we all know that he's got a fair amount to... He doesn't actually have that much to defend this year because obviously I think he went out third round, if memory serves me correctly, to Nathan Aspel back in 2019. So he hasn't got much to defend at the World Championships. Now, do I think that it'll be a bit different for him now? The fans are back in. Yes, I do. I think the fan, if the fans are back in at Alexander Palace, we don't know that we should stress that. But if the fans do come back to Alexander Palace, then I think it's going to be a massive help for him. Look, everyone has an off day in darts, and it, this was it for him. He just didn't look good. Um, I tell you, I, I will say this, though, and I will move it on very quickly, because I do want to touch on... I know we, we touched on the Boris Kuchmar game, but I just want to say this now about Boris Kuchmar. 107 average and you still lose. That is a shame. Let's be fair. The 142 and the 145 for Bully Boy... The, the, the two finishes from Bully Boy, which is absolutely outstanding, they were like AJ knockout punches. They were. They were well, yes, they, they were brilliant. And look, I, I think, do you know what? I, I, I know, obviously, we know spoiler, I don't know what sort of stuff. We'll come on to Bully a little bit later, but there's signs there. There's signs there that he's getting back to his best, that he can take out those big out shots. I just hope and pray that we see that again at the World Championships because. I reckon he's going to have to do go far if he wants to be in the P next year. I'm going to say that now. Before before we go to stage two, God, more for you, Chisnell. Issues? Because this is two big tournaments in a row now. He's bombed. It's, it's just the consistency level. And I was about to make the same comment about Dimmy as... as we moved on. I just don't think that Dimmy's B game is where it needs to be right now. Dimmy's A game is exceptional on stage, but Dimmy's B game and his ability to, to grind out results just isn't there. And, and Chisnell is the same. It's all or nothing. We've seen it from Chisnell all year and how he is where he is in the world when he's either 108 average and then losing an exchange of an 80 is, is completely beyond me. The action is probably one of the ropiest in darts. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I just don't trust it. There's, there's no conviction in it. I don't fancy him under pressure, especially on the doubles. He's got he's got the bad memories and he's got an action that's so jolty. It, it, the release point is constantly different. There's a fear of missing. <laughs> I just I, Chisnell is one of those that you look at, and there's a group of them now where you're looking at players going, are they ever going to get over the line in a big one? And Chisnell, for me, is a solid no in that. I, ju I just don't ever see him going on to lift a major trophy with the dart action the way it is. Uh, quick one before we move to stage two. John in the YouTube comments, can you call a 102 average bomb performance? Yes, because he's lost in the first round for me. 
plain and simple. Yes, you can play well. If you're losing the first, if you're losing the first round, coupled with the awful performances at the Grand Slam, it is for me. Look, Chis- the thing okay, is, Chisel is we've always talked about we've, we've always got to make final. Yeah, but right, look, he missed five. Back, ever since he missed those five back starts against Gerwin Price, the World Grand Prix, he hasn't looked the same since. Simple and as plain as that to me. Merv as well, by the way. We'll Moving come on, on to Merv, and obviously difficult. We'll, yeah, we'll, difficult we'll touch on Merv later. We'll come on to that. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about with Merv. Stage two. Oh, my days. The first four games, it was upset central on stage two. Honestly. Luke Woodhouse, Luke Woodhouse putting a performance out against an inform Brendan Dolan. Andy Bolton beating Ryan Joyce. Ryan Murray continuing his amazing form against Stephen Bunting. And then Carol Sedlicek beating Ratajski in the opening round. Those first four games, hashtag Ackerbusters, boys. Look, I was covering. I was covering this game. Yeah, I was covering this stage all weekend, and I was just watching this going. Oh, another scene's out. Oh, another one. Oh, another one. It's like it's like uh, DJ Khaled. Another one. Look, that big one was the big one for me was Tyski. Tyski just did not look at the races at all. And you know, I, I come back to that game against Steve West at the European Championships where he had darts to win many of those legs in the middle, and he just couldn't quite find them. It was the same here. But Gob, um, he's had another shit, uh, you know, shit drawer on TV, right? <laughs> no, this this one I'll give him. It's Come just on, a lad. Performance. I mean, it, it's the second time he's lost early in a competition where he's had darts to win every single leg. Yep. If if you're shipping yeah. six legs in a in a race to a six when you've had darts to win every single leg in the match. That's not good enough, and you need to tighten up there. He did the same against Steve West. He had darts to, to win virtually every leg against Steve West, and all right, West was solid on his own throw, and you win the ball. That's what happens. But yeah, that that performance isn't what we've come to expect from Ratajski. It was it was so clinical and, and so solid, and we we build him as this emotionless man, but you, you can't keep getting in that position and and not coming through it. Again, I've got a theory on Ratajski, a bit a few, same as a few of the others. We said it earlier, schedule management. He plays in everything. Yeah, he doesn't he's need to anymore. Everything, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, he doesn't yeah, need I to think... anymore. He, he's one that he's yeah. one that needs to look and manage that schedule better for me. But before we move on, massive shout out to Ryan Murray. Continued his amazing Dude. form on to beat Steve Beaton. Um going to the world and... for the first time. What a year for the for the guy. And and he's also got the best, probably even for me, the best nickname in darts. Muzz Lightyear, I'm here <laughs> for it. Muzz Lighthouse, according to IT. Anyway, move, yeah. moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Clement beating Clearmacker, good game that one. Enjoyed that one. Could have gone either way, to, to be fair. I, I, I really enjoyed that game. Two players that played well. I'm not looking for Ian the White beating Willie. Oh, just a quick one. The oh, big Dutchman is going to be difficult to play against. Yeah, he's going to be difficult at the World Championships. I would not like to have him round one or round two for that matter if he does get through. But that would be one hell of a performance. Yeah, com- completely agree. Um, Ian White, good stuff to beat Willie Borland. Enjoyed that one. The ferret doing what the ferret does. And then the bottom one, Super Chin is in all kinds of issues. However, 
I'm not going to concentrate too much on Chin because let's big up Callum Ritz. He was sensational. He did run riot, as his nickname suggested. Yeah, but he didn't. But he didn't have to. That was the worry for me. That's the worry more than anything else. He didn't have to actually perform that great. Like you look at the averages at this point. Okay, I'm just going to. You know me. Stats don't lie. Always right. Look at the chin. Two of nine on the doubles, averaging eighty-one point eight. Callum Ridge is 87.1, 6 of 28 on the doubles. Like, he was missing doubles left, right, and Chelsea. So, my point there is this, that he just doesn't look... Gurney just looked like he, he didn't want to be there. He looked like he wanted to be anywhere away from in darts, and that is a, a bad place to be, if you want me to be brutally honest. That, that's the moment where you think, Jesus Christ, he is in more bother than I even thought he would, than I thought he was. You know, he's outside now the top 10. He dropped outside the top 10 at this moment in time. He is at number 11. And if you look at the World Championships, obviously he's seeded number 11 now. But you look at the tour card race, he's going to be number, looking at it, 12. So he drops down to number 12 at this moment in time. That is going to be interesting for him. That's a difficult one. Yeah, for the Chin, Chin, has, Chin has work to do. But he's been there before and he's done it before. So I wouldn't write yeah, him just sorry. off yet. No, no, um, I totally agree but, with you there. Don't don't write him off, like because you know he's a two-time he's a two-time well one-time major winner, one-time television title winner. We ain't you know he hasn't he's done it before. Bless him, the chin. Moving on, day number two. Oh, here we go. I'm sorry, well, that's day number two, two night it? number. Session two, yeah. You know what Not I mean. Number one. Yeah, session two. Day session two, day one. Yeah. First, first, first game on. They all, they all blur into one. Oh, yeah. They all blur into one, mate. Survived a huge scare and Scott Waits will be absolutely kicking himself. He should have beat the number four seed. Let's let's be honest. A five-match starts, mate. There's no, there's no other way of putting it. I thought that was going to be the upset, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. You did call it before the Sorry, match as well in our WhatsApp. You did say, I've got a feeling about this one, but Nathan got away with one, let's be honest. But Scott, he's he's shown signs this year. All right, He's not been consistently Scott Waits, the Grand Slam winner and, and the BDO World Champion, but he's produced spells in games this year. There was a spell on the Euro Tour earlier in the year where he hit 4-12 darts in a match, I think it was, maybe, maybe more. He's one I don't want to play at the Worlds. He's got experience of set play. He's been there and done that at the Lakeside. I don't think the crowd will bother him too much. He's one of the slam. He's capable and he can have those legs where he switches off. Scott Waits is, is dangerous, in my opinion, even after this performance. Agreed. Then the Flying Scotsman got away with Blue Murder on the main stage against Keegan Brown. 4-1 down at the break somehow. Well, I say somehow he wins five in a row because Keegan Brown fell off a cliff, couldn't find his scoring boots after the break, and a huge slice of luck for the back-to-back world champion. Massive. Massive. Moving on. One of the tournament favourites. One of the tournament favourites, James Wade, beaten in the opening round by Nils Onovald. And... Let's be fair, Wade didn't look as if he wanted to be there, if I'm being honest. It looks like he'd had enough of bubble life, hotel life, and just wanted to go home. That he might I'm sure he tried his nuts off. I'm not saying for one minute he didn't, but 
this perception he gave on stage was just, I want to go home. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it, it was a limp performance, wasn't it? It was a bit of a continuation of, of that final against Jose de Souza. Um there was there was no extra gear when he needed it. There was a few. He was three from ten on the doubles, and all right, it's, it's only one or two either way. But you expect that to be four or five from ten from Wadey. That that's pretty much his his bag. There was no time plus or anything. Um, one one eighty. I think he, he's been better than that over the last few weeks. Like it was a lethargic James Wade. And to be fair, if if He's gone home and got more rest and building up for a, for a cracker, possibly becoming world champion, which I don't think many would begrudge him after the career he's had. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then the world champion survives the scare. Brian Meikle producing an absolute belter to take us to a deciding leg. Sadly, I think he got all caught up in the moment and then went off nine darts without a treble, right winning the deciding leg comfortably. But it was a sign of things to come for Wright's weekend. Very inconsistent, I think is a fair word to put it, Jar. Yes, I don't want to talk about this game particularly too much because I know we want to talk about, I want to talk about the semi-final more than anything else because I've got a bit of a, Bit of a, a bit of a gripe, but you know we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, look, uh, this is Meikle's not exactly a one-hit wonder. We all remember the fact that he demolished Johnny Clayton six mil at this stage last year um, of the of the of the event. You know he's the development tour winner as well. If memory says correctly, Gob. He topped the, the development tour order of merit. Yeah. Yep. So you know yep, he did. He, he's not exactly a slouch. He's not exactly a slouch. So. I won't leave it on because we've got plenty more to talk about. But uh, yeah, let's just say this was um, ridiculously inconsistent. And um, um, we'll, we'll talk about this more in the semi final, I think. World number one, Michael Van Gerwen coming through 6 3 against Darius Lamanauskas. 103 average was a sign of things to come for the weekend. Spoiler alert, nothing to say there. Then the Iceman, Gerwin Price, again, didn't, didn't have to do a lot to beat Big John, sadly. Again, again I think John's won. Looking at it, I don't think he practices a lot or hasn't practiced a lot during lockdown. I don't know what it's been like up, up in the Highlands for him, but he looked very, very rusty at the moment. And then the final game on the main yeah, stage, the Grand Slam champion. Go on, go on, go on jump in. For Hendo, there's so many moving parts for his action that as fantastic as he looks through the weight loss, and you can see it in his face, you can, you can see it in himself and just how comfortable he is. That's a lot to have lost. And you look at other players that have lost weight this year. Mark McGinney hasn't been as effective. He's lost a lot of weight. To me, there's something there. If if you lose a lot of weight very quickly without keeping your darts steady, I think there's something you have to find. There's that, there's that muscle memory. Whilst there's discussions as to how important that is to the sport, it's a thing. And if you're going to suddenly shift that much weight, as the pair of them have done, then you need to be practicing and, and probably be a little bit more casual with it than, than be so drastic. Ron Moulinkamp, when yes, he first shifted right. all the weight as well, took a while to build back up to the level that we'd seen from him before. Yeah, no, agreed. And then the Grand Slam champion, the special one, Jose de Salza, again, fairly comfortable last game of the night against Mike De Decker. 
Moving on to stage two. Ooh, the Dutch destroyer, the bulldozer, off and running against Dirk Taranakis. No real danger there for Vincent. Um, Ricky Evans, not his weekend, beating convincingly 6-2 by Jamie Hughes. This this one was a surprise. Maybe not maybe not Ross Smith winning, but the scoreline. Ross Smith demolishing Kim Hybrechts 6-1. And I thought that, I thought this had last leg decided written all over it because both have been in good nick. Yeah, I, I, I shouted at Jar when he didn't pick this as his tie of the round on that <laughs> stage. I, I was convinced this was going to be a belter. Kim's looked really good. Um, what, what's probably more convincing is, is Ross has won it with a 96 average and not hit a 180. Ross's scoring over the last few weeks has been fantastic. Um, as has as Kim. Kim seems a little bit rejuvenated, but it's about peaking and, and keeping those performances going and momentum, isn't it? But Kim hasn't. Kim looked decent at the World Cup playing for Belgium. But other than that, like, I don't think he's. I don't know. I don't know where you get this idea that he's, that he's come back to form. He hasn't looked like he's near the sort of level that he was in 2014 15 when he was generally challenging for titles. There's been glimpses. I, I haven't said he's top 16 yet. I'm just saying he looks like. He's back on the upward curve from where he was. When he first changed manufacturer and, and management company, I think, he, he was on a real downslide. You could have seen him dropping out the 32 at least. Now, you're a little bit more comfortable that he's going to push back up. Uh, Moving on. Uh, we'll let you two battle this one out another day. Damon Hetter continuing his good form. 6-1 over Mike Kovenhausen. Jermaine Watamina, 6-1 over Steve Lennon. Then, Razma beating Doby 6-3. More missed doubles for Chris Doby. Average 96 and a bit to Razma's 93, but he's getting punished for every mistake he makes at the moment, gents. Yeah, but yeah, but Razma, right, I'm not being funny. I appreciate he's made a Pro Tour final, all that sort of stuff. Not, it's not just that, though. That awesome series in particular, he looked brilliant. He had a chance of the World Series, to make the World Series qualifiers. Didn't quite get there, but I honestly think that he's up there as one of the most dangerous players this year. He's looked in decent nick at some stage. Like I'm, I'm again. He's one of the players that I would not want to be pulled out of the hat against if he, if I'm a seed at round two, or if I'm playing as an international qualifier in round one. He looks decent, man. Yeah, um, Durant lost to Wayne Jones, but looks better. You could see. Look, yes. we said in the, the last. We, we, we said in the last one that we wasn't sure that there was enough time between the slam and this to put the things right he needed to. But I saw enough signs from Daza with two weeks between now and the Worlds. I, I think that Glenn will be 100% fine, gents. Are we agreeing on that? Yeah, I think so. And let's be fair, when was the last time we saw Wayne Jones throw 100 average? Without, without being disrespectful to yeah. him, man, that, that's probably the best televised performance I've seen from Wayne in a long time. He seems to always sneak into the Grand Slam, but... I don't remember him doing anything of significance or, or note at these TV events for a long time. So, yeah, 95 does a 50, 60% of the doubles, right? And you get five attempts and, and nothing over 100. But he's got more time to put it right again now. And he'd be one if I was him to, to look at maybe getting some online practicing. I know it's not for everyone, but just some match practice. I know it's not the same, but build your way back up again. 
Yeah, and that ties in well with Jordan's comment on the YouTube, how much we're worried about his form. Look, we think he'll be fine, mate. He, he knew he had some issues, but just didn't have enough time between the Grand Slam and this to correct them all. But we saw enough to say he will be all right. And good evening, Max. Moving on, Darren Webster, the Titanic continues to sink, beating 6-3 by Jeffrey Desjuan. And then Loppy getting rid of Steve Beaton, 6-1. And I'm just going to throw this one out there, boys, and it pains me to say it. Is this the slide of Steve Beaton started? Yes. Not even... Yeah. We obviously will touch on the World Tour qualifier on the World Championship qualifiers in a bit because obviously a, a certain long-standing Scotsman lost his tour card today. I've got a funny feeling that a certain that a certain sex sex icon of darts will be losing his in either this year or the next year. He certainly he's got a hell of an a hell of a of a battle to reach yet another match play. I, I completely agree. Um, he can't, can he? Fifty Shades of Being can't disappear. Um, think, mate, right, before we move on. He happens to us all. He's, 50, he's 56 now, and fair play to him for still doing that. Oh, 100%. Um, before we move Merv's on, was, uh, in the club. Yeah, but Merv practices every day of the week, so I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure Steve Beaton doesn't pick him up at home. Fair enough. Um, quick comment before we move on. Uh, Mensa Sudovic missed the Players' Championship due, due to a family bereavement, guys. That that was why Mensa didn't travel. I don't know. The internet, that's what the media release was. So that's why the gentle wasn't there. Now, moving on. Day two. Section one. Day, session one. Ian White. <laughs> Ian White illuminated the main stage with a 6-3 victory over Gabriel Clements. And that's arguably one of the best performances I've seen Ian White on TV of late. Yeah, apart from that bloody win over Van Gogh and it cost me a fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's still not when the <laughs> not <bitter> still. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. No, when the, when the look, Ian looks good again, but He's another one that I just don't think we'll ever get there on TV. Um, you can't put your finger on it, and there's always going to be questions around it. And every time he goes deep, there's going to be questions, and we're going to be there. Is this your time? Are you going to finally break through? Are you going to make this a habit? And I just think it becomes too much. Yeah, agreed. Moving on, the Asps luck ran out, beaten by the better player, Ross Smith, just outscored yeah. him, outdoubled him, got the job done. Then roles reversed, the master versus the apprentice. This time it was Gary Anderson that was leading 4-1 at the break. However, Bully Boy wasn't having any of it. Come back after the break, and let's be fair, absolutely smashed Gary off the board. He did. Uh, Gary missed a couple of darts at a double, but he just didn't quite... I don't think he had that same sort of joie de vivre, for the want of a better phrase, that uh, he had before the before the break. But this is why I'm not concerned about Bully Boy at this World Championships. Look, do I think he's going to win it? Probably not. But do I think he's got a chance of getting through to that semi-final against Michael Van Gerwen? Absolutely. He's in, I'm, I haven't seen him play this freely, I don't think, 
since the, that run to the World Championships finals? No, I, I, I agree. Now, this game, let's gloss over it. Joe Cullen against Rob Cross, arguably, yes. the, arguably the worst in the tournament, but Joe won't care. He got over the line, but both players struggled. Moving on, Jose de Souza got out of jail against the Dutch destroyer. I thought Vincent was going to bulldoze the Rico when he lost. He was fuming with himself. He was. Um, yes, Michael Van Gerwen beating Johnny Clayton. Again, another good game that Johnny had a dart at tops for a 1-4-8 to go 5-4, if I remember rightly. Missed. The writing's on the wall. Um, Gerwin Price getting rid of Jamie Hughes convincingly. Um, Jamie Hughes got some work to do as well for me. Not playing well enough on TV at the moment. And then Peter Wright's highlight of the weekend, I'd say, beating Simon Whitlock 6-1 in his really good performance. No, I, I, I'd still say the quarterfinals a bit better than that, personally. Tomato, tomato. Simon's been a... Simon's yeah. been a very consistent player for the last few weeks. There's plenty getting excited about an outside chance of him going deep in events and, and his 180 hitting is, is giving him chances. So, yeah, it's not a bad way to, to build yourself up for the rest of the weekend. It's a good result. Yeah, moving on to stage two. Luke Woodhouse's run continues. Just the tonic he needs. Being Andy Bolton, 6-4. Good game. Sedlicek. The evil carries on. Beats Rasma, 6-5. Callum Ridd continues to run riot against Ryan Searle. This was a good game. I enjoyed this one. Good game. We'll talk more about Ridd. I want to touch on one one game in particular. I was letting Golf have that one. But there's one game I'm definitely, definitely going to be stopping on. Stopping you on in a bit, in shortly second. Oh, I know exactly what this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Hetter beating Murray in a real high-class game. Merv King, 6-1 over Danny Noppet. Danny Noppet couldn't buy a double in the game, but Merv, Merv was good. This was arguably one of the games of the tournament over this format. Luke Humphrey no, no beating Jermaine Watson. Beating Jermaine Watson at 6-4. Both of them. 107 averages, but again, I don't mean this horribly. Jermaine finds a way to lose an absolute belter of a game. Look, this game, we all know my thoughts, and I'm going to say a very controversial statement here. Jermaine Watamina versus Luke Humphreys, the 2020 PDC World Darts Championships, is arguably the most underrated darts match of all time of all time. It is up there for me in the top five games I have ever seen. If you want to just watch 25 minutes of pure class of players going at it, hammer and tongs, no messing about, just fast, purely brilliant darts, find a stream of that game because it is unbelievable to watch. This, if we can get this again at the World Championships this year, I would all my Christmases would come at once. This game was superb. I watched it from start to finish on the stream. I was doing stage two. I didn't want to do any. By the time I finished one update, they'd already completed two legs. It was unbelievable. And yes, Jermaine losing another heartbreaker on TV 
I understand that. I've criticised him and admonished him for it enough. This is unbelievable. This game was unbelievable. Watch it if you can. Just these two going at it are astonishing to see. 100%. And then Jeffrey Desran run, carries on, gets rid of Wayne Jones, 6-4. And then the Obergenius was at it again, 6-1 against Neil Zonamout. And I'll tell you what, the way Dirk's playing, he's going to be a threat to, to anyone at the moment because when he's on, power scoring with the best of them. We'll come on to him more shortly. But that was the afternoon. Moving on to the evening. And this is where it gets interesting. The format goes up. The drama continues. First up on the main stage, Bully Boy getting revenge for the Grand Slam. And again, the back end of this game, Michael Smith was unplayable. Yeah, it was magic. I don't... To be fair, I don't want to take anything away from him. I just think Jose ran out of steam a bit as well. He's been on such a high and, and played virtually everywhere, the World Cup and, and everything else, and, and going deep at the slam. I just think this was maybe a step too far for him this close to the last event. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Michael Smith was absolutely superb. Um, couldn't get near him. Yeah. Gerwin Price beating Newt Humphreys 10-6, but that doesn't tell the story of the game. Humphreys was in this game, a few missed doubles, punished by the world number three. Signs that Luke Humphreys is on a charge and Gezi just being Gezi, guys. Yeah, the one thirty changed the game. Let's not put it. Let's not put it lightly. Let's not put it lightly. Yeah. The one the one hundred and thirty changed the game, and from there on, Luke just I think was a bit heartbroken from that. Um, but Gezi's being Gezi, and look, I, I predict for once I actually predicted a semi final that came true. So sorry to spoil it, but there you go. Then Peter Wright, the world champion, falls over the line against the Riot Callum Rids. I made it three dark changes in one game, gents. Would you like to confirm the numbers? Um, but look, he won, but Rids will be absolutely kicking himself. But the world champion at that point was there for the taking. Yeah, and. <laughs> I know it's a longer format and Callum isn't really used to that on TV, but an 87 average, if he's on the points on a couple of legs earlier, and he's more than he did not um, tinker in, just got in his own head, I think. Um, started brightly, though. Callum did, Callum did fantastic to, to get back in and contend. And the minute he started going back at Snakey, that's when he started doubting the, dart, the darts again. Um yeah, it, it's, it's unlucky for Callum. We've been talking him up for about 18 months now. Uh, do you want to jump in there? Yeah, Callum no, is in the chat room. Yeah, I bet you are kicking yourself. Um, but from 4-1 down, mate, absolutely superb to get back into the game. And thanks for joining us, mate. Can't wait to see you back at the world as well, buddy, by the way. Great right, weekend so, for yourself. Genuinely, we we couldn't have done that any better. Callum, this isn't. This isn't. About to say, Callum, we've not. We're not just saying this because you're now watching, mate. We, we, Gob's already. Gob, have you played him before on the Dev Talk? No. You you got you got the word wrong, mate. You should have said Gob has Callum beaten you on the Dev Talk. <laughs> <laughs> 
can't wait to watch you, pal. We cannot wait to watch you after what happened last year. We're really excited to watch you again. <laughs> Callum, I want to off the wall. All right, Callum. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. The DRA Christmas party is already funded, mate. Uh, moving on. Nothing to see here. Nothing <laughs> to see here. Um, uh, well, world number one, Michael Van Gogh in 10-7 over Jeffrey Dejuan. Was in control. Let Jeffrey back in at 8-3. Um, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Um, Thanks, yeah, Ma- Michael. Yeah, um, Michael switched off. Got over the line against against Jeffrey. Moving on, stage two. This was a good game. Ian White, Joe Cullen, 10-8. Both of them gave it everything in this. And I know Ian White's lost this one, but both would have... If either one have lost, they'd have both been happy with the way they performed. Ian White losing on TV. Well, not even on TV. Ian White missing darts to beat players on TV. That's my shock. Um, no, look, to be fair, look, what happens, it always happens, doesn't it, at the end of the day? Joe played really well. He came. He fought back from from a really difficult position. It was a real topsy turvy game. This actually, he went four one up. White then goes and levels it. He goes back ahead eight six, and then from he gets it back to eight all. And then the crucial moment for me was when sixty four um, was missed by White. Missed double sixteen. Moments like that are those moments that you have to take if you're going to go and win games. Yes, you're on stage two. You're away from the big cameras, but you've got to do it. And he didn't. Um, but a really good performance again by the Rockstar. Again, you know, he's now number 16 in the world. Appreciate at the moment in time, it's not necessarily the best thing in the world to be number 16 currently. But, you know, it's not a bad draw to have. Yeah. Um, Ross Smith, 10-7 defeat to Damon Hetter. And again, Hetter's one of those ones that's just going about his business, picking up money all over the place. Yeah, look. He the is. thing, the one, the one I'd say, yeah. Sorry, God, you, you go, you go, mate. I was just saying, for me, he's probably the most consistent performer on the tour. He, he just stays at level all the way through his games, all the way through tournaments. He doesn't drop, he doesn't peak, but he just, he just stays at level, which makes it incredibly difficult to break his throw. You're gonna be around four, five, six visits. If you get six visits on his throw, then you've been very fortunate. Um, his scoring digs him out of trouble occasionally for lots of one-eight hitting, steady on the doubles. He's solid. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. And then Merv King, the run carries on, beating Carol said the check ten five, and all of a sudden it's like vintage Merv King. I was a, I was a tournament too early, wasn't I? I was a tournament too early, wasn't I? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. This time last week we sat here. Who do you fancy to have a surprising run at the World Championships? And, and that man's name popped out of this mouth. And well, just still tough. Look, I was <laughs> I shocked by that right. gob. It wouldn't be as much. It wouldn't be as yeah. much a surprise now. Yeah, well, let's just let's just say, God, I'll, I was very much shocked, but I'll give you your credit where credit is due, my friend. And I don't like doing that, so fair play to you. But we will talk about that a little bit. Final more. game, <laughs> final game on stage two. Dirk Van Dijvenbode ten-one over Luke Woodhouse, and Luke missed an absolute catalogue of, of doubles that will serve him for three or four years, probably. Ten-one, the over genius marches on. Right, gentlemen, this is where 
It now gets interesting. We are into the. Is he going to suddenly appear in the chat as well? Uh... (laughs) 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 Moving on. The final day of the Players' Championship. Sorry, I haven't got the ones with the scoring, but I couldn't find it. So we had to we had to make do with this one. (laughs) Cheers, Lewis. Cheers, Lewis. Um, Help us out here. But. Like, 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 like all good shows, we've got them. Um, we've got Wikipedia up, so we know what's going on. <laughs> um, first one, <laughs> yeah, very good point. Da- Damon Hetter, huge opportunity missed here for me. He had Merv King beaten down, foot on the throat, and he didn't put him away. And that's the one person you cannot give a sniff to, because the King battles and battles to the end. Again, this is exactly what I was just saying about Heta. He just stays at a level. So if you're underneath that, you're going to get beat. If you can find another gear and kick on beyond that, you're going to pick off chances. And that's where he needs to have some variance in his get. I'm not saying he needs to drop a level, but he needs to be able to find that extra gear and respond to that pressure as your opponent starts finding form. You, you just need that little bit more intensity to go after him and, and keep him at bay. Stop the rot every time it starts to happen, if you like, because it took him five legs to do that. Can't afford to do that against a player yeah. like Merv King. 100%. Also, really, quickly, really quick about Heta. He finishes top of the Pro Tour order of merit this year in terms of the qualifiers that already haven't qualified. That takes some doing in your debut year. I, I'm I'm really intrigued because I think you talk about a surprise run. I don't know if it's a surprise anymore, but he is. He is definitely going to be one to watch at the World Championships. I would not be surprised if he makes the quarterfinals or something like that, depending on where, of course, he falls in the draw and everything like that. But a quarterfinal run with a decent draw is not out of the question for the off for the heat. Then the World Champion against the Bully Boy. Oh my days! This game could have illuminated any stage in World Darts. This was an absolute belter. Peter Wright wins us the first session 4-1. Michael Smith, oh my days, batters the next five legs out of the world champion. Wires the nine data. And I thought thought it was in the way he was throwing, the way he hit the 57. Did we all expect the double 12 to boom? Yes. I think we did. Absolutely, yes. So smooth. So smooth. It, it never looked like it was under any sort of pressure whatsoever. You just thought, yeah, done it. Well done. We, we've got one on telly. Um, <laughs> I thought it was in when it hit the board, to be fair. It was that close. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he gave it that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? The thing is about that game. Is the I think he's talking to you there, Jar. <laughs> 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 How do you know? Have you been speaking to Roisin? No, in all seriousness, right? Uh, here's the deal. <laughs> that, um, that there are two legs, two legs that cost him. The nine dart leg that he missed and then a, a leg to make it uh, eight, seven rather than nine, six. Those are the two legs that cost him. Yeah. And if, if anything like that happens, we could be having a completely different conversation. But that just shows you the level that Michael Smith's been playing at. You know, people will go, well, he's still lost and all that sort of stuff. And we talk about Chisnell averaging 102 over an eight-leg format. Michael Smith did that 103 in a 16-leg game. You know, I, I, I do not have 
I do not have any concerns about Michael Smith this year at the World Championships if he's playing like this. It, it, no, I, it's I got agree. to happen. It's got to happen at some stage. Well, I don't. I don't you, you think do have a concern. It's, he's going to lose a heartbreaker again, or he's going to go deep and he's going to be it... in this form and he, he's going to believe he's going to win it. And it's, if it doesn't happen, it's going to dig into him even more. Yeah, but I'm, I'm genuinely, going to be the, the... genuinely on the fence right now, crossing over to I don't think he'll ever get there because there is that. He's much not going to do his Harry Jenkins, mate. No, he, no, he's not going to do his Harry Jenkins, lad. No. I'm no, 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 I'm not having it, no, no, you should be paying homage, oh, sorry, anyway, moving on, um, <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, just really quickly about, um, just about Bully, the one that, the one that will haunt him forever, I think, at the moment, the only one I think that he's had max starts to win is the Masters, that's the one that will haunt him at this moment in time, because he's played, in other finals, he's played MVG and Rob Cross as well, hasn't he, and Peter Wright, obviously, in the Masters final, so I, I can't. Yeah. So I can't think of any. Can't think of the other ones. Please, by the way, listeners and viewers, tell me in the comments if I'm missing one. But at this moment in time, nah, Smith. I, I still maintain he will win one at some stage. He's got to win one. Gerin Price against Joe Cullen. This was a strange game. The Iceman wins it ten nine, but it almost felt that he was knocking on the door every time Joe Cullen was throwing. Couldn't find a break. Joe Cullen was hanging on. Because, let's be honest, apart from, I think, was it leg one or leg two that Joe Cullen break, he never, ever looked like breaking the goal in price throw, in my opinion. No, it was it was a bit flat to me as well. Don't get me wrong, 96 average is decent enough for the pair, but it, it just lacked something. It lacked something we're used to seeing from this pair, and you always knew where this one was heading. You, you never thought and looked at Joe Cullen thinking, yeah, he believes he's going to win this. And you just but, always knew that Price had that moment in him, didn't you? It's like Van Gogh. Yeah, and then the you, last leg is bangs, you bangs in the one early then. Yeah. At, at the right time. And you just had the feeling that that was the way it was going to go for a long time. And I mean, Joe's having a great run at the minute. Don't get me wrong. He won a Euro Tour. He went into European Championships in the one seed. And all right, didn't do great there. But he's looked good. He's, he's lost a couple of close ones. And who knows, maybe this is the year that he has a decent run at Ali Valley. Timings there. Speaking of Michael Van Gerwen, oh my days, gentlemen. What a game this was. The Green Machine averages 110.01 on TV with just an absolute exhibition of power scoring. I think in our WhatsApp chat, we were saying at the first break, no, sorry, second break, he was averaging 108 and it was only something like 23% on his doubles. Yeah, it was good. It, it was a very good performance. And if you're Dirk, you're almost kicking yourself that your opponent's just chucked 110 at you while you're chucking 103 and you're 45% on your doubles. I, I thought Dirk looked great as well. And to get five legs off Van Gogh in, in, in that performance is, is a very good run for him. Um, backs up. When Dirk went to make the Grand Prix final, we sat going, can he back it up? And I genuinely think he's done that since. He's looked very good. He's lost a couple of close ones. He's been outplayed by Van Gerwen, averaging 110. But he's done everything right for me since. Um, and like you said earlier, Phil, I, I definitely think he's a, he's a threat. I'm not going to say I'm going to put his name on on the um, Sibidel trophy, but he's definitely a threat at the World Championships. He's, he's one I'd want to avoid because I think he'll feed off a crowd as well. He loves his walk-on. He loves giving it large. 
um, he'll, he'll thrive off being back in that environment. I cannot wait to hear the chainsaw at the World Championships with fans. I cannot, <laughs> cannot, cannot wait for that. It's going to be a blast. I'm just going to put that out there. That is something that 2020 needs. I can, because it's absolutely horrendous. No. Anyway. Moving on. The semi-finals. Oh, we do have a graphic. First one, Peter Wright against Mervyn King. And did anyone see this coming, gentlemen? Because the world champion got demolished 11-4 with an 84 average. And that was the highlight because at one point it was like 77. Yes, Jarl, if you've got your hand up, we'll we'll back to score. You can speak. I, I I thought that Merv would do Peter Wright here. I'll be honest with you. Look at the way. Look at the way his his weekend looks. Anytime he plays in the evening, he's been taken all the way. Anytime he plays in the afternoon, he plays decently. Interesting, I always say. But in the evening session, Peter Wright has looked god awful in the last in the last few times that he's played. In the last couple of times that he's played, and Merv just looked on it. Merv didn't know what was going on, but I did. Peter just didn't look. I think I'll be honest with you. Peter just looked like he wanted to get out of the bubble. He, I don't. I didn't think he actually pretty much cared <laughs> in a way. Um, I think he just was like, "Yeah, see what happens. If I win, I win. If I don't, sorry, I'm going back home. I'm going to go prepare for the big one." And <clears throat> I think Merv just took advantage of a poor Peter. Right, you say one average at the time was 77. After three legs, he was averaging 68. I mean, I'm do, not, do we think I'm not that maybe? Good, he... but... Do you think maybe between sessions he overpracticed? Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. So. I think he may have had. Shut I think up. he may. Have, I think he may have had a little bit. I think he may have had a bit too much practice on the board, personally. Potentially, I don't know. God, there's another factor here, and the the last <laughs> big event, Snakey yeah. One, was the Europeans, which is in front of a crowd. He hasn't done his dance, like he, has, he hasn't done his walk on. That that's something that gets him into the mentality. He's about to play darts. He, he's got these different personalities or characters. He's a completely different man off the hockey to what he is on it. And I just don't think he's making that switch over in his own mind properly. He, he's tinkering with darts. He's almost using his practice sessions and, and until he can get up to the World Championships. He's comfortable enough with ranking money don't get me wrong this would have been superb on his ranking and really helped him push towards being world number one but he's already said that isn't really a target of his he just wants to defend the world championships and all right you will defend world number one with doing that but he's not concerned with that he just wants that trophy at the end of it so yeah look, I just think he's a different man when he plays in front of a crowd and if the PDC pull off for the world championships I fully expect him to be in the latter stages of it contending to to hold that trophy Second semi-final. For me, this is the best game in world darts when they're both on it. And the first two <laughs> sessions of this game were absolutely stunning. And stunning at the highest good. order. I think, yeah. I think the first yeah. three sessions were. Like, sign me up, by the way. I know, God, you, this could be your nightmare scenario, and I appreciate that. But sign me up to watch these two play for 13 sets at the World Championships on Sunday, the 3rd of January, 2021. If you could offer me that now, I'm taking it as a Christmas present. 
the biggest moment of the match for me came when Price missed two for nine six. You have battered him most of the way through. You've kept with him. You've scored well, and you missed two when he's just missed darts as well. When he's won it as well. When he's averaging close to 105 at that point. You know, big moments. Big moments win darts matches. And he didn't take that big moment. If he goes in at 9-6 at the break, Phil, do you reckon he goes on and wins this? I certainly do. I don't think... Uh, yeah, 9-6, nine, nine, I think, think he wins it. Yeah. Yeah, no, 9-6, I think he wins it. Um, but when Van Gerwen got let off, there's only one winner. You, he smells blood. Look, and I'm going to say it now. He's back. That killer instinct is back. He's back. He's back. He's back. Um, but Michael Van Gerwen gets over the line. 11-8, reels them off. And you can just see by Gob's face. He loves this game, don't you, Gob? The, 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 the premier game of darts going price against Michael Van Gerwen. <laughs> yeah, I adore it. Um, this, no, I'm, it, I'm just throwing it out to yeah, you. This is the new El Classico. Full of diving, cheating, should get red carded, buggers. Yeah, great game. Um, <laughs> I love football. Um, look, what I thought was interesting was that that key moment that Jar was on about when he he could lead nine six. We've seen Price do that to so many people, and it just absolutely knocks the wind out of sails. And he shrank as a man on stage. His his, his entire yeah. demeanor just just disappeared, and I think that will hurt him. I, I don't think he, he's carrying great form. Uh, his, his slam wasn't convincing at all, um, and uh, this was less than convincing. Obviously, he did win a winter series and, and then disappeared for a couple of days. And I get he's another that will feed off having that interaction and that crowd behind you. I do think ITV's crowd noise is a little bit more subdued than the Sky version as well. Um, I think it's a bit more mellow and there's, there's not as many ups and downs with it. Um, but again, he, him like Snakey will be one that will relish being back at the Alexander Palace in front of fans in, in no matter what capacity or format that we see that. And I think what's also interesting is this final four included the top three. And that's the first time we've seen that for a long, long time. And we've spoken about how these three are going to dominate for a long, long time. And it, it just hasn't been a thing for so much of this year. And if anything, it just shows that, all right, they're not all carrying the greatest of form, but they know how to win and they're going through those gears and those motions to build up to the big one. And and that's what sets them apart. The fact that they can peak and, and set their game up to go after the biggest trophy in darts. Just to say, do you know well, the last time anybody, anybody you're about to say last time that happened, uh, the top three made the semifinals? And I'm going to say last so year's event. The world's last Correct. 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 So once that's again, what, that's why I host. That's I why I host the show. Yeah. Same again. Same again this year. <laughs> Same again this um, year maybe. Whilst get prize getting the whilst Michael tomorrow. Van Gerwen and Peter Wright, um, Peter Wright and Mervyn King went to pull up and whatever, we had a little world youth final thrown in. We did. Obviously, it was part of the weekend, yeah, we so we're, we're, of course, we're going to touch on it. Um, Bradley Brooks against Joe Davis going down to the wire. Drama wasn't the best of darts, but but for Bradley, moment of his life, he's a world youth champion and he gets a spot of the worlds. 
absolute kudos to the young man. Yeah, I think so. And it wasn't the standard that we've seen of the World G final of the last couple of years. But if we're being honest, the last couple of years, this event or this this showcase of the event has involved tour card holders with more experience than Bradley. And, and Joe sort of came out of nowhere for me. He'd been steady on the dev tour, but I, I, there were other people that I put in the conversation to be in this the likes of Ted Evitz and, and Nico Kurtz and Martin Schindler and that have been around for a long time and have been there and done that on, on the dev tour to, to some extent, as you like. So, yeah, it, it was a bit of a surprising final, but I thought it was a good game. There was drama between the two. There was tension. You could see how much it meant to each other with, with every dart that they threw, if you like. Um, and, and Bradley stuck over the line in a decider. Yeah, what, what I liked, what you touched on there, the fact that this was genuinely two dev tour players, not people that have got big stage experience in major semi-finals and stuff like that. That's why I actually really enjoyed it because it was how, for me, the system should be. Yeah. And I, I get the world youth is a bit but, different, but we've, we've touched on it in the past that I personally don't think you should be playing on the development tour if you're in the top 64 at least, maybe even as a tour card holder, but we'll see. But this is different. This is the world you, you, you can qualify for this no matter what. It's, it's just an age-restricted competition and you get yeah. qualifiers from around the world. Um, but yeah, let's not take anything away from these two. They were both very, very nervous, obviously. It meant a lot to them and they produced a, a good final. Not, not a great or classic, but a, a good final. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jeffrey DeGuan should have made the youth final. You forgot him? No, he didn't. He lost, so he shouldn't have done. Lost fair and square, mate. Um, <laughs> he lost on the he lost, he lost he Davis. Yeah, and he should. That's his own fault. Yeah, and, his, his youth and, career highlight and, must be beating me. Like, that's it. Yeah. And to be fair, <laughs> it shouldn't have. Right Jeffrey DeGuan shouldn't even be in the world youth. But anyway, that's a, that's a story for another another day. Um, <laughs> yeah, the final. Of the players' championship, it was the world number one against Mervyn King. Now these two have had some good games, some words, some battles, some arguments, some crosswords. I think these two have just about done everything in darts to each other and against each other that is ever imaginable, guys. Um, Apart from smiling each other, I know they did at the. Grand World Grand Prix last year, remember? When MVG was, beat Merv and Merv actually come well. off and said that's the best game I've ever played. You did actually say that. Yeah. I remember that one. That was probably for me, that was potential game of twenty nineteen bar the Gurney Wright match play. Um that was that was yeah. up there, definitely. But this um, game was astonishing. Um this one was interesting because when you look at the stats, MVG was always on top, but Merv's finishing was just world class in this game. He took out big numbers when it really mattered. And the setup he's found himself with these longer points on his new darts look really, really good, Gob. Yeah, I really like the new setup. I was a bit apprehensive when he first changed because he found some form earlier in the year, but with the older darts, 
So when he made the change, he had a bit of a dip, and I said I wasn't that keen on the change and how long it's taken. But since he's he's learned to love the, this new setup, it's really worked for him. His, his 180 hit him was probably as good as I've seen it throughout this event. Um, he's doubling his clinical. Um, his finishing got better and better as his final went on as well. It didn't start that great. I thought he let Michael have a couple of chances early on and did well to just stay in the match. He let Michael get a couple of legs ahead a couple of times, but but fall back. That one two six with the fake celebration was my moment of the week. It was absolutely superb. Um, but I said it a couple of times. The difference to me in the upturn in form with Mervyn King is he's not so heavily reliant on double sixteen anymore. He has learnt to hit tops. He has learnt to use it in his combinations. And I think it just frees up his game so much more because those eight points make a hell of a difference when you're setting up the big finishes, when you're doing the setup play. And if you're comfortable with doing that, you're not chasing awkward trebles. You're not deliberately trying to hit treble seven or something. Just awkward stuff. right? And that that's added a new dimension to his game and just made him so much more comfortable. I, I said the same with James Wade. He's notoriously a really really anti-switch dart play he does not attempt treble 19s very often he'll move around among the hockey and just try and stay and he's happy with a 60 he's added that treble 19 cover shot to his game in the last few months and it seems to be paying off for him he's being comfortable around more areas of the dartboard and that's the way a lot of the youth players are going now you look at the dev tour and the way they can race around the board and they're counting it it's superb and these old guys seem to be learning from the youngsters and it's paying off for them. Here's here's one for you. Do we think the DRA will get a lip reader in? Because I know what I <laughs> saw Merv say. And it sounds very much well, like anchor. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I, I use the other one. What do we make of... Um, Merv at the back of the stage, chuntering to himself and to... I love it. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. It adds to the drama. It adds to the pantomime. Well, how could you not love it? I know people are going like, Merv this and Merv oh. that. If you actually get to know the bloke, he's, br- he's so funny he's, for a kicker. He's got but such a dry sense of humour. It's unreal. Right. I'm saying this now. Sod everything else, sod what we've always said about winning tournaments and all that. I want Mervyn King as a wild card in the Premier League, and I want him in it now for 2021. I want him in there. I want to, I want to take him back to the cattle shed. I want, I want him in everything. Just put him in the World Series. Put him in everything. He deserves it. It was absolutely unbelievable. I think he's brilliant. And do you know what? He would do, he would chuntering at anything that any of any of the top boys do. Any of the boys that play in the Premier League will do the same. And I cannot. And I'd love to see Merv back in the Premier League. Just put him in. It was what. He, do you know, the, oh, one, it, the sad thing is, I think more than anything, the sad thing more is that he only needed a fifteen data to win your first title. That's not a, against the throw. That is not a bad position to be in. And you know, there were some unbelievable checkouts at this point, right? Unbelievable checkout. So you, you think of, right, both players, you know, the 160 from Van Gogh's go 6-4 up was unbelievable with King on 32. He then goes on to have a 135 to go 9-7 up on the ball. King then responds with a 1-2-6 on the ball from out of nowhere as well. There's other, there's so many great checkouts in that game. I, I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but I'm going to be. 
when I say that I genuinely believe that was the best TV final we've seen all year, without a shadow of a doubt. I, it, it was it, it was certain up there. And guys, in the comments on YouTube, what do you guys think? Was it the best TV final of 2020? Hashtag spoiler, and I've waited all day for this. The winner of the Players' <laughs> Championship 2020 was Michael Van Gerwen, gentlemen. Can we officially now say I it, Gob? by the way. I called it, Is by the way. Is he back? He it. I think so. Look, I, I don't think he's going to dominate the way he did before, but I think he's consistently found a level now that means he is in the top four of the world again on ability and performances. Because he's always been up there on ability, let's be honest. And we've seen him do the odd moment of magic. He just hasn't backed it up. But this was the first tournament where we've seen him do it consistently. And he, he didn't really look under pressure a lot. He, if he did, he, he caused it himself. He was up and around 100 for, for virtually every game. It, it was just steady and solid. And he's got that... He's still been winning games, right, against... I think he's been drawing the similar opposition. And you look at his world's draw with the seedings as well. He's going to run into players that he's into a habit of beating over and over again recently, despite not playing well. So I think that sets him up for that well as well. But I presume we'll get onto that later. And he just looked good. That last leg, all right, it was only a 17 data, but the checkouts, the 160, the 135, he wasn't even getting darts at them three weeks ago. He was tamely laying up. So, yeah, look. The final was important because we'd seen him play well, but lose games, like against Whitlock. This was the first time that he played well under pressure and won. And when we spoke in the media, um, I said to him, is this as important as 2012 when you won your first one? And he said it was more important than 2012, which was interesting. And you can, he was, he was crying on stage. Seen, That's how much this meant. I've never seen him get that emotional on stage. The only time I think that was comparable was when he won the world championship in 2017 because he'd won everything else. And after 2015, where he got knocked out by Barney in the third round, he wanted to make sure, sorry, 2016, he wanted to make sure that he won that 2017 world championship because he'd won everything that year. And I've never seen him, even, even on the first world championship, I didn't think he got that emotional about it, if you want me to be honest, Phil. The second one and this no. is probably the most emotional I've ever seen him on, on TV. Yeah, you, you, look, and like I say, I think for me, he won't admit this, or he might do now, but over the first lockdown, I think he very, very rarely even picked them up. And Agreed. since Agreed. the Premier League, and since, since the Premier League, or maybe not match play around that, He's put a lot of graft in, and, and you can now see that. Um, and, yeah, like I say, I've never seen him so emotional. But worryingly for the field is if this does do a 2012 all over again and revigorates Michael Van Gogh in 2.0, that's a huge worry for the rest of the field, gentlemen. It... Do you, know, you can go first, and I'll give my thoughts on that. I think it is for large parts of the field. We've spoken about the standard and, and whatever recently and the absence of the top three at the last stages of the tournaments. And I, I just don't think players are as scared of them anymore. There was a fear factor when you played Phil Taylor, when you played Adrian Lewis, when you played the B-man. 
five, six, seven years ago, you went into that game behind already <laughs> knowing you had to produce your absolute best starts. I just think that the three of them have shown weaknesses at various times. And whilst there is airs of inev- inevitability, if you don't get Michael early, Gezi, you'll get a chance. But if you don't take it, it'll come back at you for a bit. Snakey, you need to catch him at the wrong time, but he's still more than capable of, of going on those four or five leg runs and averaging averages above 120 if he really wants. Um, they've, they've eradicated that. And like I just said a minute ago, I think it's a worry for the rest of the field at the World Championships because looking at his section of the draw, he, he's got a couple of players that I don't think are in any form whatsoever. There's a couple of players that he's beaten a couple of times recently that I just don't think have got the belief that they can beat him. And if you get him into a quarterfinal or beyond, he's bloody difficult to stop over that distance. All I'm going to say is, is that Reese has just put a comment in there about Taylor. Let's not get down this debate tonight. We've got far much more to talk about still. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing well, I will well, say, though, I, I, is I, I, if... If the semi-finals on, go the other way and it is a right Van Gogh in final, are we looking forward to the press conferences? Because there's been a lot said between uh, these two. I think this could be the first no. time we genuinely see dislike for each other amongst these top boys because so far and for the last couple of years, darts has been very much make the odd comment, but there's still respect there. And there has been for a long, long time. You just want for one for the respect to go out the window. And I genuinely think maybe part of that is the Premier League because they're travelling with each other, because they're seeing each other week in, week out of those events, and then the pro tours. They've all built this bond and relationship. They're in it together, and the travelling and they're away from their family. So, yeah, we're looking for that proper bit of needle rivalry between two players and. I can't wait for it. If if it goes, I can't wait for it. Uh, part of me thinks there's going to be comments before the tournament even begins. Oh, 100%. Don't worry. I'm lining, up, whoever... I'm lining up our pre-world media. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it will be interesting <laughs> to see who blinks first. Because to me, whichever one of them mentions the other one first from now on is the more worried. I know Agreed. who will mention who first Agreed. if it comes out. Oh, 100%. Hundred percent. We both, we all know who it will be because he always has to get that sort. He has to get that first dig in because, look, in my opinion, MVG doesn't care what the rest of the field think. He knows that he's still the best player that, that's there, right? And people say talk about that MVG. Chucky uh, Quant says in the uh, in the chat room, he's just been distracted by something externally, and his head hasn't been hundred percent there. I don't think it's something externally. I just think, to be honest, every it's been such a strange year for everybody that he just hasn't... Look, I don't think he's been in that position. I think he's thought that he could just walk into any event and be able to win it still because he's that good. But look, I'm not sure about this sort of stuff. Price and MVG, you're right, Reese. you say Price and MVG don't have any bad blood at all. I thought... I, I don't think so. But, but, but MVG and Wright, there's something brewing there. And if, if it is those two fighting out for that world number one spot on New Year's Day... <laughs> Could be interesting. Obviously, no, it can't be, can it? Because if MVG makes the final, then he can, <laughs> but he can't uh, be uh, can't be no. one number one, can he? What's that? Well, oh, can he? I don't know. Uh, if, if, yeah, if, I sent you the permutations is, if, earlier. You did, yes, you did. If if Peter Wright wins, uh, do you know what though? If both of them go out first round, 
then Peter Wright could be could, will end the year, could end the year still at world number one, which is mental. But yeah, if if obviously it's Peter Wright versus MVG, then it'll be fighting for the world number one spot on New Year's Day on the third of January. Brilliant. Can't wait. Right, gentlemen, speaking of the worlds today, there was a huge, huge event at the Rico for the last remaining places at the William Hill World Darts Championship. And there we have it, the six names that came through the field. Which one do you want to start with? The rest of the world or the UK? I tell you what, we'll rest of go the world. rest of I the think world. That one's interesting. Very. Yeah. Evil Charlie's going on a bit of a run, isn't he? Um, yes, he is. So the rest of the world qualifier. I don't think it's a surprise to many people that said the check come through the form he's in. And we've been been brutally honest about that, guys. That the form he's in no. at the moment—that's not a surprise. I don't think either is a surprise. I'm, I'm going to put that out there straight away. And there's plenty of people that would, I think, agree with that because both have had very, very good seasons that have been disrupted by COVID and travel restrictions and those sort of things. And they were genuinely two players that, if you look at their performance average throughout the year, if you add that onto what they've missed out, they would have comfortably been there anyway. So for me, this is almost just deserved for the pair. Yeah, I think, looking at it, I thought Martin Schindel was a little bit unlucky. Obviously, I've worked on the home tour and he's changed his action and there's, I've seen enough that I, I think Martin Schindel will get his card back at European Q School. I've seen enough that I think he'll, he'll, he'll get it there. Um, but yep. some big names, well, one huge name missing out is Yellow Class and will not be at the World Champions, at the World Championship. And obviously, he's defending money. So that's a huge blow to the other classen. Like looking at the race, obviously, I'm just looking at the the tour card race at this moment in time. You know, I, I still think he will just about get away with it, just about keep his tour card. But he's going to have to have one hell of a year next year. Oh, I, I think he comfortably keeps his yeah. tour card. Just, well, not comfortably just, but I, I've looked at players below <laughs> that. I've had to say, um, how can you do that? <laughs> More specifically, I've looked at Kyle, who's in 58th, and there's there's 12 grand between those two. And seven players from 29 have to come from below the field and and permutations of one player makes a second round, three make a third round, and the rest of the field make a fourth round or quarter final. As a minimum, I, I just think that with the quality of the rest of the field, it, it's just unlikely. So I, I think he'll keep his card um, from, from the calculations I did earlier. And He's just got a big year of rebuilding. He needs to make sure that he's at every pro tour, qualifying for the Euro Tours through the European qualifiers, which are getting tougher, um, and, and then build on that from there. Yeah, I mean, look at that. Kai Fang Young was a little bit unlucky in this qualifier as well, wasn't it? He's lost to Martin Schindler with a 96, Martin Schindler 102, and then Schindler goes and averages 88 in the final. So if you're Kai Fang Young, you played some good stuff all day and a little bit unlucky. He's played some good stuff all year. He, he was a bit of a surprise package to pick up his tour card, but he, he did it chucking in the odd 100 average here and there. Um, he was he was a little bit disappointed at the World Cup for me, which is probably where a lot of people will have seen him more than, than anything else. But he's another one that will build on that and, and hopefully have a good year next year and really show what he's capable of because he, he's had some really good results this year on the Pro Tours. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing them too at, at the World Championships. Though I'm looking forward to seeing Carol. Looking forward to seeing Niels. Niels is doing really good stuff. Um, but if if I may, gentlemen, I'm going to move on to the UK qualifiers because obviously, looks like certainly in the chat room, one person in particular <laughs> is getting the plaudits tonight. One person will get the plaudits, but there's a bigger story out of these four. But huge, we'll, massively. But but we'll, we'll, we'll do it first. It was a big day for Matthew Edgar, not just qualifying for the Worlds, but his tour card was also on the line today. He's pretty much, he's pretty much kept it, you'd think, wouldn't you? Even going out first well, round, yeah, I, I, he's pretty much kept it. Yes. Um, he, he's in the same sort of equation as Kyle. That's, that's what I just said. He'd, he'd need like five or six players from below him to go third round or better, maybe even more than that, because he's the only man that can overtake Kyle the second round or better. So, yeah, he's he's virtually assured of it unless we have Cedargeddon and the last 16 is, is purely qualifiers, not even top 64s. Yeah, so, yeah, huge day for Matthew Edgar and well done to him because the pressure, not just to, to get a spot of the world, but to keep your tour card extreme. Nick Kenny, again, not Can really I, a surprise. We've I'm, seen... I'm, yeah, I just want to jump in there and say you talk about the pressure and all that sort of stuff. It's just such a shame for all the thorn. But we knew it was going to happen at some stage. We knew it was, but we'll, it is... To we'll come on to that when we do Jamie Lewis. I was going to, that's what I was leaving that for. Um, yeah, because enough, there's a couple of bits I'd like to say about Thornton, not just Thornton, but older players in general. But Nick Kenny, we've seen spells from him on his debut PDC year, and this wasn't a surprise to me because he can power score with the best of them. Yeah, yeah really can. Agreed. I think Nick Kenny's. I think I think Nick Kenny's superb. I mean, Gob, you probably know it more because you've watched a lot more video than I have. But the BDO, he looked pretty decent as well. Like he came across pretty damn well, and he he won his obviously won his tour card on the last day at Q School this year, and he, he's flown in the radar a little bit. There's been some days where he's gone really good, some days where he hasn't. But he's just been middle of the road, I think, Nick Kenny in his debut year. He has, and to be fair, Nick Kenny should have been playing PDC darts a lot earlier than he actually has been. He finished second at the. Dev Tour Order of Merit a few years back, opted not to take his tour card so he could remain on the BDO Tour because he had the intentions to play it at the BDO World Championships. Um, I think he gifted his card to Aidan Kirk that year that, that kept him on the tour. Um, and he, he's a quality performer. He, we've seen his power score and he, he's won BDO Opens. You don't do that if, if you're an absolute novice. Um, I just don't think his record at the BDO World Championship is as good as he would like. And he'll be hoping to put that right here at Ali Pali instead. Then the Irishman, and I, I'm pleased by this one because he excited me last year. He's had a bad Very year good. for injuries, but Kieran Tien at last year's Worlds really excited me. The potential that, that that he's got. Yes, he's they'll say he's had a bad year for injury and everything like that, but for him to get back to Ali Pali was huge. But you know, he's still only 21 years of age. Let's put it that way. Like, he, he's still such a young talent. Like, you remember, he, against Ross Smith, he was unbelievable at the World Championships and only just lost to Mervyn King. 
Like he's yeah. quality. He, I we've talked about the we've talked about Irish darts. You know, let, let's just you talk about it. Daryl Gurney, Brendan Donan, whether you want to class them as Ireland or they class them as the whole island of Ireland. I'm not suggesting that it's Northern Ireland, Republic of Ireland. I'm not going down that road and all that sort of stuff. I'm not going to do an Amazon. Uh, Apologising for the troubles. Um, we're going to go. So you've got um, you've got <laughs> Daryl Gurney, Brendan Dolan, uh, William O'Connor. You've got. You know, obviously King Barry as well. You've got uh, Kieran Tian, Steve Lennon. There's loads of Irish talent. Have I missed anybody out on that one? Any other Irish? Mickey Mansell. Mickey Mansell. Yeah, look, there's some quality on that. We talked about the hotbed of darts being Nathan North Rapp, at the too. moment. It's the island. Yeah, there's also, like you say, there's some. There's some quality in there, and I, I think Irish darts is going to go from strength to strength. And Kieran Tian is going to be around for a long, long time. And I'm glad that he's back at the Worlds this year. Really glad. Good man. Right, the last one. Jamie Lewis played Robert Thornton for a yeah. space in the Worlds. Now, if I'm being honest, I want, I, I wish these two could have been split up because there's a story here behind both. We'll do the happy one first. Jamie Lewis, after a troubled few months, we saw him melt down on the Euro Tour stage and on social media afterwards. For him to come back and get back to Alexandra Palace, huge, huge kudos to the young man because obviously he was fighting some demons at the time, but just an unbelievable experience and achievement job for him to head back to the Palace. Yeah, I think it's absolutely massive considering the year he's had and, and the trouble he's had on the board. Uh, at times, he, he's, he's been a bit lost, to be fair. He, he just hasn't been himself and I know how frustrating that can be to not be able to deliver a level of performance that you expect of yourself or that you've been capable of before for whatever reason and you just start to try harder and it just starts to, to break down even more and the recovery and to, to be in this position now is superb from him and hopefully can use it as that second chance stepping stone as you like to, to set himself up nicely for next year get some ranking money behind him and really build on it again once again. Because let's be honest, a couple of years back, he was a top 32 player. He made the match play. He's got experience, right? And he's more than capable. We saw that on his run to the semis at the Worlds. There's no reason why he couldn't repeat that in the future. Yeah, and obviously the, the, the counteract to that is Robert Thornton won't be at the World Championships and sadly will lose his tour card. Whether he chooses to go to Q-score or not, obviously, we don't know yet. Um, I think he will because he's a, he's a fighter. S sad day when the Thorn loses his tour card because what he's achieved in the PDC is is unbelievable. Two TV titles, a double in nine data. And th this is my point on not just Thornton, but there's a few in this bracket. That when these greats, and he is a great, I'm going to put it out there, Lose their tour card. His UK yeah, Open they win just is, seem... is one of the greatest, greatest TV yeah. wins of all time. The caliber of player when, he when, when they... or that event was ridiculous. When, when these players drop off tour and lose their tour card, they just seem to be forgotten about and left in the wilderness, which doesn't really happen in any other sport. When the greats of other sports retire or drop off tours, some something's done to celebrate. That their careers almost and in darts. I feel it's not. I don't know what you guys think about this, but I was thinking about this today that it's there's happened only, in the past. There's only two. Just, 
that remind there's a, there's only two to to my knowledge, and I will use his name. Maybe though his comeback. Even to be fair though, even that one, he didn't really get a bit of a send off, did he? Because he was so piss poor in the works. Yeah, well, yes, he should have left. He, 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 got, he got a Premier League out of it. That's a big enough send off. But all I'm saying is Rotterdam was yeah, but... possibly the greatest send off you could have given a man ever, right? There's only one per there's him and there's Taylor. That's it. And other than that, but they're the only two to have right, premeditated a retirement. That they're the only two yeah, to have really I'm... premeditated a retirement, aren't they? Everyone else has just been comfortable enough to accept that they're going to play on until yeah, no, no, put... the tour dictates otherwise. But, the, but that's what I mean. But I'm, I'm not saying give Robert Thornton a Premier League or anything stupid like that to say thank you. But I just think that something should be done to celebrate these careers. I don't, I don't the thing know. is, because I don't know. it's not the most physical of sports in the world, there's absolutely nothing to stop them playing on and, and making comebacks. Wayne Warren is the oldest world champion of all time. You've got Peter Wright kicking on. Mervyn King's just made a final. Phil Taylor played until God knows what age. Barney's on a comeback. John Park didn't just disappear. They didn't just stop playing tournaments. They still went to the odd qualifier. We still saw him at the World Cup. Like, I, I think there needs to... For if they want some sort of swan song or send off, there needs to be a distinction that this is it because they can still go and play the challenge tour. These these guys are comfortable enough, will have made enough of an earning or, or a living that means they can just turn up to these odd events, play darts, see a few old friends, and, and that sort of thing, and, and be comfortable doing that for a long time. Steve Beaton, if Steve Beaton loses his tour card, I have absolutely no doubt that Steve Beaton will go to Q score and, and play on the challenge tour all year just because he's got darts and entertainment and gets out of the house. And, and that's well, the difference. Is well. I know it... We've seen players drop off, but Barry's then given them... They've, they've got a seniors tour, which, which was independent. I think Jason Francis is the man behind that. And then obviously he's dishing out wild cards. Wild tour cards. Well, I, it... I just don't see that happening in this sport that's got the progression line it does. Um, Here's one that, for me, it's not used enough. on it, Or hasn't been used properly, in my opinion. It's the Hall of Fame. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, there are agreed. some absolute legends. There are some absolute legends of the sport in the Hall of Fame. However, we were now I'm a bit of a wrestling fan. And the night before WrestleMania, I really like the, the way they induct people into the Hall of Fame as its own standalone event. Would we like to see more players maybe inducted and use the Hall of Fame properly? Is that something to celebrate Agreed. a career? I think so. I think so. I think that's expanding there, PB. That's a really good idea. I think, you know, at the PDC Awards dinner, do you know how sometimes at the NFL Awards ceremony as well, you know, Dan Marino and Lace is out for everybody who doesn't know Lace what the is NFL out. is. Um, absolutely. But at the NFL Awards ceremony, they have the Hall of Fame induction class of 2020 goes in. Why don't we make it there as well? Maybe if we announce it on finals night of the World Championships alongside the uh, alongside uh, the Premier League picks, let's do that. I think it's a great thing. I think you're right. It's yeah. a good idea. Um, can, can, can you tell I've thought about this a lot today? Because it's bugged me. Yes. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I say, maybe just I say like the class of 2021. These are the four or five names, and you have someone induct them in properly. Is look, 
yeah. I know there's greater things in the world to be what there's greater things in the world to be worrying about than that, but that's just the, the, the way I feel. So from there, from or from here, we're gonna have a, before the world, we're gonna have a quick look back at the year to date, the winners, who's won stuff before we get your quest before we go to questions. So five minute warning while we go through the year. Get your questions in the chat room now, ladies and gonna, gentlemen. Are we just going to pick and choose tournaments potentially? Are we going to are we going to cover them all, or are we just going to go and pick a few of them? Oh, the, 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 we'll, we'll do the bit. The, the, we'll do the TVs because they all matter. No, no, that's no, what I mean. Are you, are you all, all TV all, events all the TV matter. On? Are you just going to? Yeah, do all TV events matter? Just just certain ones. Um, should we just do the ITV ones? <laughs> well, maybe because they get a lot of ranking points. <laughs> no, well, um, no, we're, we're, we're obviously going to cover. We'll, we'll, we'll go through them them to date, and and we'll go from there. Starting way back, and this seems a long time ago when life was normal. The Masters, yeah, Stakey win the, the, the first one of the year. I remember actually having a weekend off that weekend. I went to Greece to watch the Super Bowl with my friends. That was life. That was the day that, that um, COVID became a, a national emergency or an international emergency from the World Health Organization. When we flew, had no knowledge about what was going to happen. Yes, it was um, a strange one. But Peter Wright winning the first... I, and this is the guys. Peter Wright won the first TV tournament of 2020 because the world started in 2019. So it's 2019 for me. The first one of the new seer, season, whatever you want it, was won by Snakebite. When, when we when we had fans jumping around on tables and life was normal. It was. Do you remember that night in Aberdeen, PV? Seems a long time ago now, but yes. But yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just say, um, let's just say, ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, that flying home at 5.30 the next morning was not fun. <laughs> um, so from there, we go to the UK Open, which was before this weekend, Michael Van Gerwen's first and only TV tournament of the year. And Unbelievable darting drama at Minehead. Oh, remember Minehead? Dave Allen's bar. Me- Do you remember, Dave I remember Allen's a seagull nicking Jar's pasty? No, that was the year before. That was at the players. Was it? Oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Do, Do you remember Dave? Do you remember Dave Allen's bar me army? Oh yeah, I yeah. do, and I am an official <laughs> member of Dave Allen's bar me army, as I contributed to that machine. <laughs> what a weekend but that was. A- a- MVG a winning that, that one. Was. I'm going to touch on. I'm going to touch on one night of the Premier League because March the 12th seems a long, long time ago. That was the last date where we had normal darts being played in the UK. That fateful night at the Echo Arena in Liverpool. Wow, 12th of March with the calendar up in front pro- of me. Well, where 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 Price and Van Gerwen played a, a, a match of the year contender. Nathan Aspinall hit a 13 point higher average than Gary Anderson and still only drew the match. Uh, Glenn Durrant just about won against Daryl Gurney. Michael Smith lost his first game in four, and Rob Cross and Stephen Bunting played out a draw. 
And I remember walking away from that night, PB, um, when we were still not we're not all this together. We were still work. We we're all still working separate organisations. Thinking, yeah, this is probably the last time we do this. But you know, come J- July, come the match play, it'll be fine. How wrong we were. How wrong we really were. But all anyone think you've been reading the top of your head? What's that? Sorry. Did you really remember that entire night off the top of your head like that? Yeah, it was the last night I was in the press room, mate. Of course I bloody remember it. <laughs> I, I thought um, I won the Grand and, Prix three hours ago. And then from there, we... we <laughs> and then from there, we were checking websites daily, hoping and praying the match play was going to happen. And then I think I WhatsApped you the picture, Jar. They cancelled something in one of the other rooms at the winter gardens and yeah it was like that was the right on the show, that was they? the right on the wall yeah they cancelled obviously because yeah. the for those that don't know the winter gardens there's more rooms and there was a, a mini concert or something in one of the smaller rooms at the same time as the match play was on and it was pulled and i sent you the picture and i can't say what you said because this will be going out as a pot and i don't want to have to edit it but um it wasn't broadcastable <laughs> um no, I was gutted. but from there the first gutted. but from there you have to credit the PDC because in July we got darts back behind closed doors, but we had live darts back on TV. The match play, first time we experienced strange darts. And it was a strange outcome because Dimitri Vandenberg from absolutely nowhere lifts the second biggest prize in world darts. And that was a taste of things to come for the rest of the year, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, it, it yeah. set a trend yeah, of unlikely TV winners, shall we say. Yeah. To be fair, though, then, we massively but, praised that at the time as well. To get that event on the way they did it, I thought they made the arena look really look good. Huge. The screen behind was fantastic. The champion's wall and all sorts was superb. And... Uh, as great as it has been to keep darts going, I do think the sport's ready for a return to to crowds now. It, it's just a bit same same at the minute. I don't think there's as much emphasis on the production to look at what's going on on that wall anymore. It just seems to be rotating in the back. It seems to be the same sort of shots and stuff now, and you, you just want that little bit of variation in the coverage. It's, it's been fantastic. We we yeah. can't really complain, but I think we're ready now for the big return of crowds. I think all sports. Done what it can. Sports. And like, now not, we need to be left for not, it. Not just not not just sport. I'm talking pantomimes. Everyone is everyone is fed up, and everyone's now look just going. Look, just let us get back to normal. But from there, the Premier League was concluded behind closed doors, and oh my days, Milton Keynes was like a second home at this point. And the race for the playoffs was one of the best I could, even though it was behind closed doors, was one of the best I can remember in many years. That final few conundrums and, and whatever. Michael Van Gerwen couldn't make it and it was just enjoyable. The race for the playoffs meant something. Yeah, it wasn't. I think... Yeah. Sorry, I thought you were probably going to jump in, but I just think that in past years, the Premier League has got a bit flat past judgment night. And I'm not sure if it was the intensity because we played in, in consecutive nights rather than week after week after week, but... It just felt that a little bit more special this year. I don't know how you felt, Joe. 
Well, the Premier League, yeah. I thought, do you know what? All I remember is having to break out about numerous abacuses and calculators to try to work out every single effing permutation that we had going into the final couple of nights of the Prem. Um, Milton Keynes, yeah. like you say, was the second home at this point for you, for you, Phil. Um, how many nights have you stayed at that um, hill, that double tree there? Oh, <laughs> you're probably a time member now, aren't you? Yeah, I've my, my my points to the right. Um, yeah, I thought it would do. <laughs> and then fr- uh, no, from there, no, we obviously with your. It was amazing. From there, obviously with the autumn series and everything like that. But the first September, the play, or sorry, the World Series finals in Strasbourg, and it was the Iceman back in the winning circle. Was it Strasbourg? Was it in Strasbourg? That's what's going in front of me. Well, sorry, Salzburg. Even I'm looking at the football one as well. Salzburg. I'm yeah. To say, I say Strasbourg is in France, Stop. isn't it? No, uh, no, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I've, 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 got, yeah. I've, got, I've got a football thing up as well. <laughs> no, I, no, it was amazing. Those who can't see, I've got a second. Well, you know, multitasking. But no, um, it was amazing yeah. to have the. It was. It was amazing to have fans back in the venue. Definitely. And, yeah, uh, 100%. Front. And it's not really a surprise fans back in the Iceman play as well. Then from there... Yeah, absolutely right. The world, and he didn't have to play. And he, didn't, the, and he played well without no fans the next week, didn't he? Yeah, he did, to, to, to be fair to him. Um, so there, scrolling down. Then, obviously, Euro World Tours galore. And, well, Grand Prix... The Iceman back-to-back TV titles, sadly back in the UK, but Dirk van Dijvenbode, the boat, just catapulted himself into darting stardom by getting to the final. The Obergenius was born. He was. Um, the Obergenius, what a man, what a hero. We all love him. Yeah, 100%. Then from there, Glenn Durrant became a PDC major winner winning the Premier League on finals night, beating the Asp in the final, two debutants in the final. And this is what we said about earlier, 2020 becoming an absolute minefield, gentlemen. Yeah, completely agree. And I wasn't then from sorry, there, the European because I was too busy trying not to laugh at Nathan Richards, trying to suggest he's the best ginger dark player we've ever seen. Welcome to the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more known than um, three of us after your year on the board, Nathan Richards. Or not on the board, shall we say. <laughs> a bit famous in pre-lockdown. And then, yeah, I can, still remember, I can still remember the Twitter video. Um, and then European Championships. Again, small number of fans was won by Peter Wright beating James Wade in the final and James made Renaissance started, but it was the world champion winning that one from there, the world cup Wales finally getting their hands on the world cup of darts, the ferret winning a TV title along with the Iceman gathering price. Then scrolling through the grand slam 2020 gets even barmier, the special one, Jose de Souza getting his hands on the Grand Slam of darts. And then the final one, the Players' Championship, the Green Machine returns to winning ways, which sets us up nicely for Alexandra Palace 
on the horizon, all darts fans can now see Muswell Hill illuminated. About to say. Do you know, brings do you back know memories. When, when I not the found world, somewhere that was bloody that, flat, what, by the way, because that hill's an absolute B word. <laughs> it is a killer um, every day. About, although, to be fair, for Phil Bars is going to be like the Big Brother house, isn't it? That's what you called it, didn't you? Last year. Dear one in the Big Brother house. <laughs> He's got a tent that goes <laughs> on the ice rink spot. in the other room, isn't he? So it is like a mini Glastonbury. But right, it's that time. It is question time, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go back through the chat. We will answer answer questions for you all. And if you haven't got them in, um, by all means, I know you two have got the questions up as well. We're going to scour through and answer your questions, ladies and gentlemen. So. Well, the first um, one I'm going to go through, mate. I don't even know, don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, first, well, I do. First one, will will Barney? Yeah, there it is. Will Barney win a tour card back at Q School? No, next. <laughs> I have to next. say, I think he will. I think he comes through a European Q School. No, he doesn't. If he doesn't, I think he, he does come from you through European Q School. That three-year deal he's just signed, I'd be very, very annoyed if I was the opposite end of of that deal. Because don't get me wrong, the European <laughs> game is still growing and. The chances, but I, I just don't think it's producing the, the quality that the UK top level does. Yeah, no, I, I, I agreed. Um, but I, I think he comes through. Sorry, Cobb. No, not happening. Mavis. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, let's let, let's continue to go through. Right. Let's answer. Let, let, let's get some questions. Sorry if we're taking a little bit of time here, but chat room is absolutely buzzing as always guys you guys are genuinely amazing here's one for you actually uh christine Doss, obviously coming off your hall of fame idea pb saying uh either then turn the circus tavern, circus tavern or lakeside into a museum i reckon barry would like that imagine turning the, imagine turning the tavern into a, into the hall of fame the only point i say it went up at lakeside because it went up at lakeside because bob potter's got planning permission for luxury cabins around that lake Hashtag millions. So that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, but imagine if he bought imagine if Barry bought the tavern. Planning permission for that. He should do a... some paint in the bloody main arena to start with. <laughs> um where we are. Do you guys think the the vaccine passport ideas planning to watch at live events in the near future? Look, I, just my opinion here, guys, and look, don't shoot me down for this. But I think the signs are we are going to go back to normality in 2021. I fully expect by the end of spring, beginning of summer, that we have large crowds back in arenas, not just sport arenas, full stop. And I would love and hope that the hallowed Winter Gardens is the first one at full capacity in the mecca of the North Blackpool. Please, 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 please. I think I, I, I um, think we are on hey. the right way to. Yeah, Nathan, Nathan's put in there. What's worse, Gobby's darting ability or Jala's hairstyle? Both the dross. What have I done? Hang on a minute. What have I done? I've hundred percent my darting ability. Definitely. But to say, what, what, what's wrong with my hair? My hair's lovely. Piss off. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, 
one for one. Obviously, uh, if Edgar avoids Abanaskis in round one, how deep could he go in the worlds? Well, I don't want to be rude, but I, I look whoever he plays on that pro tour order of merit is going to be a difficult challenge for him. So uh, I'm not holding out. I'm not holding out much. Very diplomatic of you, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not holding out much the- help. Hope there, I'm afraid. Sorry. Yeah, international qualifying. And we all know is going to slot nicely into MVG's part of the draw and look good against him for a couple <laughs> of legs, and then not quite get over the line again. The same as Johnny Clayton will later on in the draw. This is this is a good <laughs> question. I like this one from from the international qualifiers. Who are the th- who are your three to avoid? I like this question. Oh, uh, I like I like okay. the, I like the answers they've given. Yeah, I'll talk to, to I've be got, fair. I've got one of them on there. Here. I thought yeah, Matt Campbell was absolutely outstanding in, in, in the World Cup. Yeah. Going into the tournament, yeah. didn't know a lot yeah. about him. If I'm being brutally honest, I'd seen his results on Darts Connect and things like that. But I was hugely impressed with Matt Campbell. So he'd certainly be on my list. What's the, yeah. what, what are the three that they've given? Uh, Alarvin, Campbell and Kirchner. One of the best actions in Darts. And, and Big Boris. I think you yeah. absolutely hit the nail on the head there. Uh, as, if you had more options, options, we might have been able to drag this out a bit more. No, but... no, 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 I can. No, I can. I would take Lilag oh. to be my top five, which is what Patrick, which is what Patrick would. Uh, Patrick's asked us on on the comments as well. Lilag would be in my top five, but I raise you, gentlemen, a, a very young Irishman by the name of Keen Barry. Oh, is he Not an international qualifier Irishman. though? He is, yes. He's on the international qualifying list, Philip Vars. Didn't he come through the challenge tour? He came through the dev tour. He came through the dev tour and he's on the and he's on the international qualifier list according to the list on Wikipedia. Which is I wouldn't put him as an international qualifier. I wouldn't I wouldn't have him as an international qualifier personally. However, I agree, absolute monster danger in I also think that so so you got so there, there's there's four so I think you're absolutely spot on you got a Largan you got Matt Campbell and Boris I've got King Barry on there and I'm going to raise one more and that is the young German Nico Nico oh, Kurtz Nico Kurtz yes is a danger I'm, can you hear I'm, me absolutely. I'm with you on yes I'm with... Paul Lim it's Paul Lim at Ali Pali. No, I've been. I remember being in the. I remember being in the room for that nine dart attempt against Gary. I remember being absolutely heartbroken. Um, one from one, one, one from Owen here. When are we expecting an announcement on Ali Paddy crowds? I think early next week. For everyone that knows, I'm a huge boxing fan, and there was an interview with Eddie at this afternoon, and he's hoping to announce Monday, Tuesday, the plans for fans with AJ on the twelfth. So obviously timescales are quite similar to AJ fighting and the the world. So I would expect something, if not late this week, early next week at at the latest. I know if you follow Matt Porter on Twitter, the PDC chief exec, he literally said that we are working our nuts off here to to get this yeah to to get this sorted. So look, I think late this week, early next week, Owen, we will know one way or the other, what is going on with fans for Ali Pali? Are we agreeing there, gents? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. Uh, uh, one here, if they don't get the answer uh, ready for it, they'll have it ready for when they do the draw, which is Thursday morning. If they can, yeah. 100%. One here, also, would you like some senior-type players to play as contenders in the Premier League? Not not for me. Um, I'd like to see a senior tour, but not seniors in the Premier League. I'd like to reminisce and see them play each other, personally. Charles got a smirk on his face. He's obviously seen something in the. Do you know what? Like, isn't that supposed to be? If contenders is going to stay next year, I wouldn't mind seeing it as a legend version. Yeah, but I'd say wouldn't. uh, Didn't Wayne nearly basically throw the cat out of the bag about that one? That's what I'm smirking at. Uh, We we, we all know that there's talks for the the seniors tour to happen. It's just a case of can they get it off the ground? Um, Is another one. Can we expect some of the um, field of 96 won't make it travel testing? Um, look, I'd be, uh, I'd, of course, I want everyone to be able to travel and pass tests, but the way it's going in every other sport when they're coming back off international duty, would I be surprised if someone failed a COVID test? No. And following on from that, Paddy on in the uh, in the comments has said, "Do you think they'll give final wild card for the world? If nobody, uh, if nobody, te- if nobody, sorry, if anybody tests positive, I would not be surprised to hear last Friday night at the World Championships again." I don't think. I know. I I think the options are closed. I don't think they can. I think they've said that now that the reserves are going to come from. If it, if you're on a pro tour spot, it goes down to 32, oh, right. 33, da 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 da. And I, I, I may have read this yeah. wrong because I glanced at the press release, but I'm sure the press release said that if it's from internationals or whatever, it will go to the standbys from the qualifiers. Oh, right. Well, so the only way then really that happens so, is to or Lisa fail a, fail, a COVID test, fail a COVID test then. Yeah, look, I, I, I think the only way that Fallon plays, sadly, play, does, doesn't play at the Worlds is if Dieter or Lisa are unable to play because then they'll go revert to the ladies tall order of merit. But I, I would love to yep, see Fallon back at the Worlds. I'm not even gonna hide not even gonna hide the fact that for me it makes <laughs> sense in all areas to have her there. Um, boxes. Just going through the ticks <laughs> oh, t- t- every box yes, going. Forget about that. Um, Grand Slam next year. Would you next year? Would you like eight ladies? Not for me. Not yet. Uh, uh, The game's growing. The the ladies' side of the game is growing. But I just Lisa Fallon and Makuru are the best of the best at that level, and they're not winning games. And I just don't want to see them chucked in as as an exhibition sort thing. I want them to be playing if they're going to contend and, and win matches. Um, respectfully, what Fallon did the Worlds was great, but we haven't really seen it backed up on the Challenge Tour for her. Lisa's done okay on the on the Pro Tour, but hasn't really kicked on and hasn't really got that result on TV as yet. Makura's been close a couple of times, and I just think if those three are struggling, I, I don't think the depth is there to put eight of them into the Grand Slam next year. I'm not saying it's not a thing for the future, but I think next year's a bit too early. See, for me, I'd go four. I genuinely would put four in and have four others. I'm going to say wildcard picks 
because we don't know what's going on with everything else. But for me, this year, the Grand Slam lost its identity with only having two BDO picks. It lost what the Grand Slam was all about and it just felt like every other tournament. Yeah, but... Yeah, but the point is there though with the slam. We've talked about this before. We can't have a you can't have a ranked event with invited players. That just doesn't make any sense, right? You, you can because rule number one applies. We're not saying it does. Yeah, but no, rule number one. I'm with you on this. Right? I don't think it about... should be ranked, but I still think it should be an exhibition no. between the two codes of darts as absolutely it was. Absolutely fine with that. Yeah, absolutely fine with that. So but the thing is though, obviously, we've got to talk about this very very quickly because I know we've already done two hours tonight. So we will try and wrap this up very very quickly. Mad launches in a couple of Saturdays' time, and we don't. You know the plans, Phil Bars, a little bit of it. We don't know them ourselves, but who, who, who me? Now basically being up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never, but Mad being underlining on that little bit there. Maybe some people from Mad might be able to qualify for the Slam in a couple of years' time, potentially. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think that could happen. Right, last couple of questions. ADC tickets going on sale for the Worlds. Not a clue, Martin. I genuinely don't know what 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 they'll do. Um, I your guess is as good as mine, but they'll they'll do it. Hundred uh, percent. Callum, when do the tour card losers get finalised? Like the Thorn. And um, if you go to dartsranking.com, mate, and go to tour card race, it's all there worked out in front of you. Who's already lost it and who hasn't, and who needs what of the Worlds. Genuinely, for rankings, it is the best website on the internet. Dartsrankings.com gives you all the information there. Not people fascinated with how old I am. After the world final. Yeah. Not people interested in the chat room how old I am. My um, stage age is 24. <laughs> you like Chris Moyles. Um, yeah. Really quickly. Uh, also, well, Dan, um, Dan Short said in there, uh, do you think Joe's saying Dimitri will be in the Premier League? Yes, absolutely. But we will come and do Premier League picks another time. We've got so much more to talk about. And we've we've got done Premier League so often in the last few weeks through. as well. Yeah. Well, absolutely look, right. Yeah. Right. Competition, gentlemen. Right. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> See, that, that, this, this, this is why I make notes. Right. Good. So we did the yeah. mask competition a few weeks ago, and my apologies that we haven't picked winners. So I've got 10 from the normal one. However, everyone that is still listening to us, when this goes live into a normal video on YouTube, the first 10 to comment, hashtag OD Darts, will also get the online darts face mask. So... When this goes in as a normal video, obviously it takes a 20 minutes or so to work through, but it'll go back as a watch back. The first 10 normal comments, hashtag OD darts, will get one. However, our winners of the face masks, and I will go through and find you and DM you all to get your addresses, but we have Daniel Barnes, Kevin Shepard, um, Padrak Dine, I hope I've pronounced that right, uh, Danny Slayer, Darren Nicholson, Patrick. Richard Stanway. Pordrick. Yeah, well, I'm not Irish. Sorry about uh, Joe Williams, Fraser Gunn, Simon Carter, and Stacey Boucher. You have all won an online darts face mask, and we will DM you to get your details. And like I said, when this goes live, or this goes as a normal video, OD darts as a bonus prize because we were so late in getting back to you. Don't say we don't right. give value, ladies and gentlemen. 
Right. Very, very quickly before we go, just a quick one, gentlemen. I, I just have got a bit of a question for you. There's a there's a there's a sort of t- tournament draw taking place on Thursday morning. I've heard on the grapevine. Um, do you fancy meeting up like this again on Thursday morning, straight after the draw, and giving our immediate reaction? I think it would be rude not yeah, to. If I can get out of bed on time, half nine is bloody early. I'm a mate, I'm up at seven o'clock most days. <laughs> I'm supposed to be working from home, mate. Yeah. I go from <laughs> there to here. It's the best commute in the world. Right, isn't it? <laughs> it's the best, isn't it? It's the best. No, it might be so a bit longer. Oh, Thursday it'll be a bit longer. I've actually got to walk from my bedroom to the new office. So yeah. Let's do yes, it. The first so, online live stream from the yeah. new venue for me. The new place. Absolutely. So, yes. So I'm trying to find out the Wi Fi hasn't morning. arrived. It doesn't work properly. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. Thursday morning, by the way, everybody. <laughs> so, join us then. We're going to be on straight after about. I would say, do we, are we going to do it live? We're going to be there live, or we're we going to do it straight, literally straight after the draw? No, I don't live. React as they come out of the hat. Okay. Well, okay. So in which case, then I've got to. In which case, then I've got to type up the draw then online while uh, while you guys basically talk it through. <laughs> uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so so much for joining us on the live lounge this evening. Comments were absolutely amazing. Buzzy in the chat room was amazing. Thank you all very much. If you haven't yet, go and hit that subscribe button or follow us Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's been great, and we will see you. Thursday morning, of course, your number one darts platform, Online Darts. I've been Phil Bars, joined by Jack Dobby Garwood and Jonathan. As always, gentlemen, thank you very much, and we will see you all again. Good night. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.